Yeah, let's go. Hands up. I know you all know. Oh, what was courageous? I got a hand down here. Yep. I reckon that's little Timmy. What was courageous? All right, Timmy. Well, so that the the kid in the wheelchair, the older kid got the wheelchair, so that that kid could also play. Well put, Timmy. Indeed. Now we've got some follow-up questions. Why was that courageous? Now adults can answer this too. You don't have to leave this yeah, to this just is not, the kids. This is not kids. We're at because kids will learn from the adult answers. So we're we're looking for lots of different possible right. answers here. Excuse me. So why right. was that courageous, Micah? What do you think? Um, because um, uh, they the boy helped um the other boy in the wheelchair um play basketball. Yep, absolutely. So, so we've got it. Now, this is a tricky question. We're looking for the grown-ups' answers. Yep. What could have gone wrong? Yeah, what could have gone wrong? What, what was the thing that I mean, made adult. it actually Give courageous? Adult, what could have gone wrong? What was the thing that actually That's made it thing. courageous? Sean, what do you think could have gone wrong with that? Well, they could have said no. Yes. Rejection. Who, who could have said That's no? That's really hard. Uh, yeah, who could have said no? Um, the person who's trying to help. Yep. That yeah, so the kid, the kid could, the kid with the basketball on the front veranda could have gone. Oh, I'm not coming out. I'm too scared. And what difference did it make? What difference did it make? A lot. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> A lot. Well done. Could you yeah. elaborate on that? Could you say any more towards that? Uh, if right. you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What difference did it make? Not sure. Not sure. What if that hadn't happened? Ah, here we go. I'm going back this way. James. I think it made a community difference. It made a difference to the boys who were part of the basketball game. It made a difference to the boy in the wheelchair. And it made a difference to the boy's mum who was looking out of the window and smiling. Nice answer. Thanks, James. So if we actually imagine the scenario, the the, the kid with the basketball at the beginning looks at the kid with the wheelchair and goes, you know, hey, and then something goes on in him. And he goes back to his friends and says, got this idea. What could have gone wrong? What could have gone wrong there? Do you want to say that again so everybody can hear? The friends could have said no. Yeah, and I reckon those are the moments at which sometimes our courage fails. The friends could have said no. The friends could have gone, oh, you're dumb. That's a dumb idea, putting wheels on carts and rolling around and everybody playing basketball with wheels. That's dumb. You're stupid. And they could have all walked away. But they didn't. And he was courageous. He was really courageous. There's, there's another person in the scenario that I think was also courageous. Who was the other kid that was super courageous? Down the back. I think the, bo- <clears throat> the boy in the wheelchair who has to do this all the time be the different one. Yeah, so what, what was it that, that he did that was, like, so what made it courageous when he did what he did? He went outside with that ball not knowing whether he was going to be involved or not. Yeah, because what could have happened is that he could have found that ball on his front veranda and all the kids from the neighbourhood could have been there with, like, rotten tomatoes and could have been, like, ready to bully him and be mean to him. But he was super courageous and said... I'm going to go. I'm going to go out there. And he went round that corner and found this most amazing thing that really, actually, that's stuff that changes the world. That's super courageous. So what I want to do is just think for a moment. Um, I've forgotten my clicker. One of the really important things 
in being courageous, can we get the, yep, um, is seeing a need. So when you're going through life and you're looking around in life, one of the really important things we need to do is to put on glasses that allow us to see the needs of the world because it would be really easy to just be a bunch of kids playing basketball in that little court area and not even notice that kid go past, wouldn't it? It would be super easy to not even notice that kid go past. But something made that other brave, courageous boy put on his binoculars for seeing a need. And I actually think that's one of the really important things is if we want to be people who go courageously, we need to look for the opportunities to be courageous. We need to look for the needs. Now, I've got a second person that I want to bring up here now. Where's Jen Ayton? Let's give Jen a clap. She's going to come up and tell us about something very courageous that she did. Now, Jen, you've got a prop here as well. We're going to bring your little prop up. Put it up here. Now, Jen, a little while ago, there was, uh, there was something that you did that was quite courageous. You did something very courageous that was trying to get people to change their minds about something. Do you want to tell us what you did? Yes. So, um, Campaign for Australian Aid was doing a thank you, campaign called Stop the Clock, which was along the lines of... For a long time, Australia's been giving less and less and less money to aid projects overseas. Um, and so they wanted to ask people to stop the clock. So they asked me if I would get together a team of people who'd be willing to help stop the clock and go and have a photo in front of the Ringwood Clock Tower and then deliver these holding clocks. Clock. Holding the clock, yep. And it was kind of scary a bit asking people, you know, do you want to do this? Who would actually come and be in the photo? Um, and then delivering the clocks to the MP for our electorate deacon and also to the person... So, wait, wait, what's an MP? Oh, the Member of Parliament. So, our okay, sitting so member... The, the people who the help to make the, the rules and help yep. to govern... Yep. yep. And there was another man who wanted to be... There was an election coming up and so also to the candidate who wanted to get that job and wanted to be voted in. So, to deliver two clocks. So, you delivered two of these to really important parliamentarian people. Yes. Just just cuz like not cuz they rang up and asked you to deliver no. them, but because you thought this is something really important. We wanted to tell them we wanted to stop the clock. Yep. yep. So we wanted to stop the clock. Yep. Um now what made you do something like that? What like why? You've got stuff to do. You could have probably yes. gone shopping <laughs> with that spare time. Yes. Um what made you do, choose to do that thing? Well, a little while before that, I'd been doing a subject at Tabor about faith, reason and justice and it had just made so clear to me how standing up for justice was in the very heart of Jesus and what he was on about and that following him meant that in some sense I had to step out of my comfort zone and do that too. And so age was an issue that I'd cared about for a long time but I felt like it wasn't... So, so international, international aid, aid as in sending finances because we've got plenty over yes. to places that don't have enough. Yes, yep. that's right. And I thought Australia's in a position where we can do that Yep. and I think, it, like, I want us to do that. Um, but often politicians who make the decisions think people don't care about it so they stop sending the money. Um, and so I wanted to actually not just think about that idea in my head but do something about it yep so were you scared were you a bit nervous when yeah, you started doing it yep yes, absolutely and, and did you did you like pace back and forth going oh <laughs> this is stupid <laughs> I did I was wondering who's going to come and be in my photo I'm ringing up mum come on you live in the area <laughs> be in my photo yep so tell um, me um yep. 
when you when you 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 thought about this, you know, doing this courageous idea of actually going to these important people mm-hmm. and asking them, hey, you know, we want to make a difference. We want to um, increase the levels of of aid and all that kind of stuff that are going mm. overseas because we've got plenty. Um, what what could have gone wrong? Uh, well. Uh, no one might have wanted to come, and so I'd be delivering the clock on my own, which yep. wouldn't look that great. Like You'd many look people a bit silly, care. wouldn't you? Yeah, yep. I, lots of people in our area care. I'm just the only one that wants to come to you. Yep. Um, also, I suppose the politicians could have not been interested at all in. Yep. They could have the just clock. slammed the door in your face. Yep. 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 And so, yeah, one of them wasn't that interested. That was true. Um, the receptionist took it, and you know that was that. Yep. And the other one was really interested and had a photo with the clock and talked to some other people in his party about that issue and good things came from that. Wow. And you're just like a regular person. You're not like a famous person who, you know, does this for a living and all that kind of stuff. No, no. It's just a regular, regular mum out there saying, I saw something that wasn't right. And that's what what social justice is. That's what justice is, Mm -hmm. is it's this idea of going, that thing there is not right. How much we've got and how much they've got, that's not right. And I'm going to stand up for it. Even if I look like a goose, even if they shut the door in my face, mm-hmm. even if no one else comes, I'm going to stand up. That's actually quite courageous. Let's give a clap for being courageous. Thank you. So we're coming back out to you again. What do you think made what Jen did courageous? Because she didn't run into a burning building and rescue seven babies... She didn't sign up to be the, you know, the, the soldier that was out on the front line in the war. She just did a thing. What was it that made what Jen did courageous? Yep, down the back. I think Jen's really courageous because she's putting her heart out there about an issue she's really passionate about and she could have faced contrary ideas. You know, why would why would you want to bother doing that or why aren't we helping people here in our own country? And so to hear that negativity back would be really disheartening. Yeah, super, super easy to go, you know what, people are just going to argue with me and it's just all too hard so I'm not going to stand up and stand up for it. Yep. I think we've covered these next questions, Yvonne, about the um, what was the need Jen was seeing. Yeah, so well, let, let's just go back anyway. What, what, what do you think was the need? So when I put the glasses up there at the front, it was really easy to see what the need was in the basketball one, but what was the need Jen was trying to assess or to make a difference in or to help with? What was the actual need? Yeah. Maybe we didn't cover it. Well, maybe Nobody we knows. forgot. I mean, it was almost five minutes ago. Yeah. Come on, folks. What was the need that Jen was trying to address? Another Jen. It's all the Jens today. Jen, tell us what, what was the need. There's heaps of poor people in the world and we were helping and over the last few years we've been helping less and less and she thought that we should be helping more. Yep. That was, can you just say that again? Because that was very good. That was very succinct, succinct and very good. Go. Uh, there are lots of poor people in the world and we'd been helping Australia by sending some money to help with projects with the poor people um, and over the last few years we'd been helping less and less and she thought that we would, should be helping more. Yep. So that was the need that she saw. She looked and she saw a need and she said it's not okay that we're not helping as much as we used to. 
And she said, I'm going to stand up for that and I'm going to say it's not right and I'm going to do it courageously, which is really big. It's good. And Yvonne, it's a good question. But apart from the need, I wonder why Jen did it. Yes. I wonder what made Jen do it, apart what? from just seeing the need. Yep. And she actually talked about that a little bit in there. Mm. What made Jen do it? See, this is like a quiz. We're seeing if you actually really listen, aren't we? Aren't we mean today? But you know what? It takes a lot of courage to put your hand up in front it of does. a room it's of very people, courageous. doesn't it? Oh, here we there go. There we go. Thanks, Mark. Um, Jen did it because uh, she cared for those people overseas that don't have perhaps what we have and she really in her heart wanted to make a difference. Yep. And there was a subject that she was doing at Bible College. Is that right, Jen? And it really, as she's unpacking what the Bible talks about in terms of seek justice, partnering with God, transforming his world for good, as she was unpacking what the Bible was telling her, she actually got this thing that began to build up in her that said, I actually have to stand for this. I cannot just let it wash past me and let other people do it. Yep. I think the thing that stood out to me was, um, Jen said it was what Jesus is all about. And Jen's got Jesus in her. And Jesus is passionate about people that don't have anything and that are ignored or are on the sidelines. And, and so Jen was just being Jesus in skin, really. Great, thanks. I wonder what the costs were. You did yeah, mention one cost. I, I did. I did mention one cost. What were the other costs? What were the costs? What were some of the costs? Apart from looking like a goose standing on your own in front of a clock tower, were there any other costs? Yep, Amelia. Rejection. Rejection. Yep, absolutely. Yep, another one down the back there, or here. That most precious of things, her own time. Yes, big one, yeah. Is that what you were going to say, Paul? And further on to that, if you've got that time, there's the opportunity cost. What else could you have been doing instead of doing that? Yeah, that's right. She could have been shopping, let's be honest. But she wasn't. She was actually standing up for something that she deeply believed, called, and that was important. So I've got this lovely picture up here, which is called Notice the Nudge. So when, uh, when we look around and we see a need, one of the things that, we will, that will happen in us is that we'll notice a nudge that says, come on, go, go forward and do that thing. And it's, so it's kind of God nudging us in the right direction. So sometimes it might purely come from our own conscience, like we just feel like it's really important and our conscience will nudge us. Sometimes it will be something that we've been reading in the Bible or reading in um, in the newspapers and different things like that that will actually prick our conscience and make us move forward. But sometimes it is genuinely straight up and down a nudge from God where he's kind of beside us and he's saying, go and ask that question. Go and talk to that kid. Go and stand for that value. Go and speak up about that topic. And I believe that God actually nudges us in the direction of the things that he wants us to be doing. Okay, so I've got one, one last one, and it's my little story. So there was a time when I was in year 10. Are we going to year 10s in the room? I was in year 10, yeah, a few year 10s. They're kind of putting their hand up like this because they don't want me to ask them a question. I was in year 10. And my life was kind of a bit of a mess. I was feeling very, very down and very unsure of who I was. 
um, as a young person. So I'd moved schools a lot and had failed to make friends. Um, there'd been a lot of kind of up and down trauma in my life and lots of different homes with lots of different people coming in and out of those homes. And I found myself as a year 10 girl pretty much saying no to everything, pretty much being negative about everything, pretty much believing that I had no future, that I probably wouldn't make it to be a grown-up, that I just didn't have the wherewithal to get there. Um, And one day uh, in the schoolyard, a friend of mine, her name's Julia, and I'm still very close friends with her to this very day, she came up to me in the schoolyard and this is what she did. We've got this guy coming to speak at our church and he's going to talk about God and I reckon God might be able to solve your problem so you should come. That was a gutsy, courageous move, wasn't it? She invited me to come and hear about God because she knew that God would actually be able to solve some of the things that were going on in my life. And it was a really gutsy move. I would love to be able to say that I was one of those delightful people who said... Oh, that's lovely. Thank you for inviting me. I would love to come. When should I arrive? But I wasn't. I was awful. And I turned around and said, I'm not coming to your stupid church. Church can't solve my problems. No. And I walked away. And like, so there's you, you know, talk about your cost. Um, And I walked away. And as I was walking away, um, I don't know what happened, but something in me made me turn back around and said, fine, go to your stupid church. And so I changed my mind and I turned back around and I said, yes, I'll come. Uh, And I did go and I heard a message that absolutely unequivocally changed my life forever. If I was facing this way at the beginning, I was facing that way by the end. Um, Because I heard a message where this guy stood up the front and he said, God loves you no matter what. And I muttered to myself, well, if God really knew all about me, he wouldn't love me because there's this and this and this and this and the list rolls on. But the message I heard absolutely changed my life because that night I went home and I said, God, if you really want to love me no matter what, then that is too good an offer to refuse and I'm going to let you. And my life kind of went on an entirely different path from there. So my question is... What did Julia do that was courageous? What did she do that was courageous? Simply invited you to church and left herself open to rejection. What was the need? So what was the need in this? We're making Stu run today. Uh, Patty's just trying to think of something funny to say. One moment. Is, yeah. The need was to Julie, Julie to get. No, he's thinking of a good answer. Yep. For you to get to church. Yeah. For you to get to church. What are you yeah, thinking? Yeah, because she looked at me and she saw that I needed something radical to transform my life. No, no amount of therapy was going to change where my heart and where my mind was at. And I think she recognised that and she knew. So what were the costs for her? What were some of the costs? We need some more microphones, don't we? It's all right. Just get my exercise. Obviously rejection. Yeah. Rejection. Yep. So it could have been rejection from me. 
Absolutely, because we were tight friends. We, we were becoming close friends and that actually could have been a deal breaker for our friendship, her actually pushing that direction. Yep. Are, are, any other costs? Yep. Another, wait, is the microphone even on? Yeah. No, one of the other kids could have came up and s- said... You're inviting one of your friends to a stupid church. Yeah. Her other friends could have teased her. The other friends, exactly, that's right. But what happened as a result of her doing that really courageous thing is that I actually stand before you today. I did make it to be a grown-up. I may not have made it to be a grown-up if she hadn't have intervened in my life that day courageously. She hadn't have seen the need felt the nudge from God in whatever form the nudge came. The nudge might have come from her church saying, hey, why don't you talk to your friends about God? We've got this guy coming to speak. Why don't you think about what friends to invite? And she was courageous and gutsy in that. But the other thing I think she did is she probably weighed up the costs. So I've got this one here. She probably weighed up the costs. And I think that that's what we also do is we might see the need. We might feel the nudge or the prompt, but then we'll weigh up the cost and we'll go, well, if I do this, then I've actually got to follow it all the way through, so maybe I won't. Or if I do this, then I might look stupid, so perhaps I won't. Or if I do this, I will look really different to all of my other friends, so perhaps I won't. And I think that in all of these things, they are opportunities for us to not go courageous at any point. We might not look for the needs. We might just go blindly through life, looking down at our own stuff and not notice the needs around us. We might never notice the nudge of God. We may never put ourselves in a position where where we say, God, nudge us if you want. Tell us where you want us to go. Show us the direction you want us to pick. Tell us where you want us to speak up. Or we may actually do that and then when we weigh up the cost, we go, the cost is too great and I'm not going to do it. And what we're not saying is go courageously without weighing the costs. You should absolutely weigh the costs because we don't want you to do stupid stuff. We don't want you to do dangerous stuff. We don't want you to be super risky. But actually, there are times when we need to weigh the cost and go despite the cost. And that's what Jen did, and that's what my friend Julia did, and that's what the kid in that video did. Okay, so uh, wanting to think about our three friends, Daniel, Shadrach, uh, sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is what they said when Nebuchadnezzar said there and said, you will bow down to my statue... When that music plays, and if you don't, I'm going to throw you into the blazing fiery furnace. And this is what they said. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Wait, wait, wait. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your God's or worship the image of gold you've set up. That is a courageous, gutsy move. That is a bold move, because it would have been really easy, cross their fingers, bow down at the right time, and wander off into their own life. But they actually were people who had decided to stand for God at all cost. And what I don't want you to think is that this is the first moment at which they, they, they had to put their courage on the line. 
Because if you read the story back a bit further, they had, they had decided earlier that they were going to be courageous for God at all costs in the place they were. And so when some food was offered to them that they knew was not really allowed, they said, no thanks, we're not going to eat that. And so they had actually practiced their courageousness along the way. This is my last one. Go courageously. So when we see the need, we get the nudge, we weigh up the cost, we can go courageously. But we don't go courageously under our own steam. We go courageously because of the fact that we know what God has done. I've got one little video that I want to show you uh, and then we're going to close it up. Hopefully this one works. Jean-Francois Gravelet, better known as Blondine, was a famous tightrope walker and acrobat. He's perhaps best known for his many crossings of the tightrope, 1,100 feet in length, suspended 160 feet above Niagara Falls in the USA. His act will be watched by large crowds and begin with a relatively simple crossing using a balancing pole. Then he would throw away the pole and amaze the onlookers. On one occasion, he crossed the tightrope on stilts. On another occasion, blindfolded. Another time, he stopped halfway to cook and eat an omelette. In 1860, a royal party from England came to watch Blondin perform. After his normal spectacular crossings, he then wheeled a wheelbarrow from one side to the other as the crowd cheered. Next, he put a sack of potatoes into the wheelbarrow and wheeled that across. The crowd cheered louder. Then he approached the royal party and asked the Duke of Newcastle, Do you believe that I could take a man across the tightrope in this wheelbarrow? Yes, I do, said the Duke. Ah, hop in, replied Blondin. The crowd fell silent. But the Duke of Newcastle would not accept Blondin's challenge. Is there anyone else here who believes I could do it? Asked Blondin. No one was willing to volunteer. Eventually, an old woman stepped out of the crowd and climbed into the wheelbarrow. Blondin wheeled her all the way across and all the way back. The old woman was Blondin's mother, the only person willing to put her life in his hands. We don't go courageously in the world because we're good. We don't go courageously in the world because we're clever or because we're strong or because we're tough or because we're capable or because we've just chosen to rally. We go courageously in the world because we trust in God. You see, God is doing this amazing work of unravelling the chaos of the world and he has asked us to be his hands and feet in it so that when we see a need... And he gives us a nudge and a prompt and we weigh up the costs and we go courageously. We go courageously in the same way Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did is we go because we know that God is for us and we know that God is good and we know that his word is good and that he sent Jesus in order to bring us back to him and it is on that basis that we hop into God's wheelbarrow 
and go courageously out into the world. I want us to think just for a moment about what it would look like, not if we as individuals went courageously, but what if we as a corporate group went courageously. If we see a need, we notice the nudge, we weigh up the costs and we go with God's confidence, not our own confidence, but God's confidence. We actually might partner with God in changing the world, whether it be a little boy who needs to join a basketball game or politicians who need to be called to a higher standard or teenagers who need to hear about Jesus. Whatever it is, we, we need to go courageously and we need to stand shoulder to shoulder like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did and said, you know what, we trust God and we're going to go courageously. We've got a song we'd like you to listen to and then we're going to close.